Negotiating with Pirates by Danielle West Consider the last time you reacted in a way that you wouldn't normally. Perhaps you were tired or you simply responded to an emergency, then later realized that maybe you don't know yourself quite as well as you'd like to think. Did your response to that situation amuse, impress, or frighten you? And how did you react when you realized that this was out of character for you? Did you deny it? Laugh it off? worry about it, or explore it. We often surprise ourselves with delight, horror, heroism, or disappointment. We sometimes save the day, other times we freeze or even flee. Suppose you want to save up a certain amount of money each month, but instead find yourself spending it on collectible fridge magnets of various species of snails. You know you need to save your money and want to have some funds in the account for a rainy day, but then a part of you seems to almost compulsively reach for your wallet whenever you spot an exotic mollusk to stick on your fridge. All too often, we are the saboteurs in our own grand plans, creating much perplexity, frustration, and consternation. Why can't we simply exercise self-control when faced with temptation or even the smallest challenge? Perhaps because we are, in fact, made up of many selves, that squabble more than a real housewife's cast, or parliament, or congress, or the original lineup of the eagles. What if there are several versions of you coexisting within this fleshy vessel of bones that also seems to have its own wants or aversions? The concept of identity is nothing new. Philosophers, psychologists, and your friend that smokes too much pot all have theories on this. And all would agree that personality is neither constant nor singular. We are different people, depending on a myriad of factors such as environment, social circle, physical well-being, etc. The Japanese concept of omote ora, Freud's theory on ego, as well as Jung's studies of dream languages and archetypes, all explore the idea that we have several navigators taking turns at the helm as we go about our day-to-day minutiae. And these navigators aren't always in agreement because they each have their own desires and beliefs that can also create conflict. It's this conflict that can impede our progress or keep us from what we want or what we think we want. All too often, our actions suggest our professed wants may not be entirely accurate. Resolutions are made every new year, causing a surge of people to the gym in January, but By March, there is no wait for any of the equipment because the gym is no longer busy. This cycle is familiar to many and generally begins just before New Year's Eve when you resolve to change your diet and fitness routine to lose weight so that you can fit into a suit you wore five years ago. For the first few days, you wake early to hit the gym and get a salad for lunch instead of pizza. But then, the following Friday, you're out late with colleagues. You're enjoying yourself so much you have too many beers, causing you to sleep in and get a pizza to solve the hangover. The morning after that, you hit snooze and tell yourself that you'll start the next day. But that day grows more distant as the year progresses, until you find yourself starting over again at the next New Year's Eve. Was every part of you even on board with your resolution to begin with? There was certainly a part of you that wants to be fit and healthy. But there is also a part of you that enjoys a night out laughing with mates over a few beers. This is such a common trope of human existence that we have several memes dedicated to it. 
and these are just two parts to an extremely complex entity of self. Consider how the conscientious part of you that loves to organize socks by color and date of purchase is at odds with the recalcitrant part of you that hates following instructions to assemble flat pack furniture. Or how does the part of you that likes parties reconcile with the part of you that gets anxious in big crowds? How do all these aspects of yourself coexist without going mad? Sometimes they don't, and we experience irritability, rages, anxiety, depression, narcissism, dissociation, substance abuse, personality disorders, etc. When my daughter was eight months old, I was at a restaurant feeding her some solid food when her face grew red, eyes wide, and I realized with alarm that she was choking. I very calmly stood and administered the Heimlich maneuver, causing a small chunk of food to fly across the table. I then sat in my chair and violently shook all over as I held her. I had taken a course on infant first aid a few months before and was not at all confident, even after I finished it, that I would ever be able to administer first aid on my daughter. I was a very high-strung new mother, an experienced teenager on my own, but in that moment at the restaurant, a very confident and capable part of me pushed my panicked, fretful self aside to take control, saving my daughter's life. Within each of us is a steering committee, navigating our prospective lives on a conscious, unconscious, physical, emotional, chemical, ethical, and even spiritual level. Just as with a pirate ship, the captain is only ever in charge when the ship is under threat, and your pirate captain is only in charge during specific situations such as duress or flow. Otherwise, there are a few different committee members taking turns or squabbling over who gets to steer. Pirates were very democratic, which made sense since there were loads of places and ways to pillage. In order to ensure success on the seas, they had to be in agreement on priorities and operations. This meant that every crew member had an area they managed to ensure the safety and operation of the ship. It also meant that everybody had the power of veto. There are moments throughout my life where this pirate captain took over to save my daughter, my friends, and most importantly, myself. Which makes me think I have a rather epic pirate captain stepping in to take charge when life gets hairy. I like to think it was this pirate captain at the wheel during most of my MMA matches, giving birth, and doing karaoke sober. But then, there are just as many instances when another part of me stays out way too late, even though I know I have early morning meetings, binge watches a mediocre series on Netflix when I should be sleeping, or makes enough foolish decisions to fill a book. Imagine your body as a pirate ship, and the many different facets of your identity as the crew. There is an adaptive unconscious, taking care of many things we take for granted like breathing, or telling the difference between when you're about to fart or need to find the toilet. It's also taking in your surroundings while you scroll on your phone as you walk through a busy street without stepping in front of a moving bus. Thanks, adaptive unconscious. Then there's your ego, oscillating between bravado and butthurt when not kept in check. The inner child that finds humor and wonder in experiences. Your anxiety spirit animal that can be tamed or grow feral, depending on what you feed it. These are just a few examples of potential steering committee members. The crew varies for every vessel and will grow and change over time. 
these committee members come on board throughout our lives at various rendezvous points when we overcome challenges, experience trauma, or make a choice that affects our personal trajectory. We will experience a few mutinies throughout the journey of life. Terrible twos, teens, and middle age are a great example of this, but insert your own favorite breakdown here to get a better sense. You may even try to get some of these committee members to walk the plank. This can be problematic since there's a good chance they will continue to find a way on board until you face them and hash out why they are there or what they want. One question we all struggle with from time to time is, what is it that we really want? This can sometimes be hard to determine with regards to your personal five-year plan or what you want to be when you grow up, and even whether you're having coffee or a latte. Is the committee aligned or are there objections? Committee objections are often rooted in core beliefs and will be apparent usually after we've polished off a pint of ice cream or stayed awake long after we said we'd get to sleep. These objections can create bigger problems when we find ourselves staying out late rather than studying for a test that we're convinced we couldn't pass anyway, or being unfaithful to a partner rather than telling them that the relationship isn't working, or attending homophobic rallies in the day and furiously masturbating to George Michael videos every night before you go to sleep. Sometimes our desires or insecurities can be difficult or uncomfortable to acknowledge or are at odds with the values within our own armada of family or community. Perhaps a part of you doesn't feel that you deserve to be in a stable job or worthy of love or feels too ashamed to sing in front of others or believes that you're secretly an imposter doomed to be found out at any moment. It may be one or several committee members that harbor these beliefs, which can obscure or obstruct bigger goals. Or perhaps you're running your vessel into the ground with stress, diet, pills, too much exercise, or not enough sleep, which will make it hard to go anywhere. Your body will throw out all sorts of signals, but you may choose not to listen or not even know how. This can lead to injury, illness, and in extreme cases, autoimmune disease. So, how do you get your steering committee to agree on your coordinates and prioritize the booty you're after and not the ones you're calling on a lonely Saturday night? This is done through countless board meetings, which often occur when you journal, daydream, sleep, meditate, have a good talk with a friend, or see a therapist, counselor, spiritual advisor, etc. These board meetings require you to step outside yourself and observe the dissonance between what you say you want and the choices you make. You can check your words and actions are aligned by seeking out feedback and observations from friends or colleagues. Feedback is often hard to hear since the ego can step in and get very defensive, but it's important if you want to grow and evolve so that your steering committee isn't vetoing or sabotaging your efforts. It's important to really listen to the cues from your behavior, your body, and even your words. This discrepancy or alignment is also evident on your social media posts or messages. What are you choosing to post about and how is that improving the quality of your life? How does it help you accomplish your goals? These are all clues to who is in your steering committee and what they want. 
in seeking to understand who is on board your vessel, how they got there, and what they need, you can start to better understand yourself and get your steering committee to agree on where you want to be. A pirate's life is hard enough with raging currents, storms, and other pirate ships, over which you have no control. This is why it's critical to have your own ship and crew in order to successfully chart your own course.